In the name of Jesus, amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And did you see what he did throughout the entire creation narrative? He gave. He gives. He made everything, the earth beneath your feet, the skies above your head. He created it so that you would have all that you need to support your body and life. All of that stuff ultimately is a gift that God has given to you through the act of his creation. The clothing that you're wearing right now can find its ultimate source in God. The food that you eat, a gift from God. The coal that creates the electricity that powers your smartphone, a gift from God. Everything is ultimately from God. He gave you your body and your anatomy, both internal and external, your eyes, your ears, your stomach, your heart, your lungs, even the unmentionable anatomy is a gift from God. So sad that that must be mentioned in our world. And what's more, God still takes care of you. Every moment, every day, waking and sleeping. Don't believe me? What have you been doing for the last two minutes? that this sermon has been going on. You've been breathing in air that God created with the power of his word into the lungs that God created with the power of his word so that oxygen could circulate through your body by the power of God's word. You've been doing this breathing, sitting on pews built from the trees that God created. You've been doing this sitting and breathing in a building heated by natural gas that God created. All that you have, all that you need, all that you know comes from God. And it's just it's not just the material things that God gives. He gives mankind a mind that can think, that can reason. He's given us minds that can do things like compose beautiful music, even difficult to sing hymns like we'll do later this evening. God's given us minds that can create amazing works of art, tall buildings, cars that drive fast, even airplanes that can fly. God has given us the sun, the moon, and the stars, and all the planets above. Why? He tells us why in Genesis 1, for times and seasons and years, so that we can keep track of those things. Do you know why your smartphone knows what time it is? Because God created all the stuff up there. And for thousands of years, people watched it and kept track. 
and learn that it takes 24 hours to go around from day to day, 365 years to go around the sun. The list goes on and on and on. God gives. He gives Adam and Eve work to do in the garden, things to do so they'll stay busy and enjoy their life, keep themselves occupied. God gives Adam and Eve marriage so that we can have a helpmate for all the days of our lives, someone to discover the creation with, to share with about it, to talk about what we see, someone there. And the nights are cold and lonely. God gives. And if all the stuff that we've talked about that God has given us isn't enough, God also gives us his word. He gave it at first to Adam and Eve in the garden. You can eat from any tree that I've created except for this one. And when God gave his word, he also gave church opportunities for worship, which is really nothing more than confessing back to God what he's told us in his word. That's what hymns, liturgy, preaching, and the rest really is. Speaking God's word. So when God gave the word, he gave church. And Adam and Eve were given that gift as well. When Adam, the first pastor, stood before the tree of knowledge and said, don't eat from this tree, but eat from all the rest. I imagine that when he said that, Eve responded, this is the word of the Lord, thanks be to God. And God also gave a day for that worship to take place. The seventh day, the Sabbath day, the day to remember, the day to keep holy, the day to hear God's word. God gives. And so you see that it, all the creation and all the things that we heard about in our scripture lesson are really gifts that God uses to take care of you, to provide for you, to show love for you. You are the pinnacle of this creation and all of it is there for you. God gives it and we receive it. God gives because that's his very nature, to love, to provide, and all the rest. God loves all the things that he's made. He loves that you're excited about some of them. He loves that you discover new things every day. He records for us in the Psalms, ascribe power to God whose majesty is over Israel, and whose power is in the skies. Awesome is God from his sanctuary, the God of Israel. He is the one who gives power and strength to his people. Blessed be God. God gives, we receive, we respond.
Did you see what's said seven times in our Old Testament lesson? Each time God gives something new, God says that his gifts are good. And in the end of the creation, he says, they're not just good, they're very good. It was good because God's gifts show his love. It was very good because God's gifts were perfect. Things were very good because God's word said so. Thus, the creation. And in the beginning, God gave. And it was good. But now, well, you know the truth. Things aren't so good now, are they? So many good gifts are abused or broken or confusing or misunderstood. Why? Not because of God, because of us, because of sin. God gave and gave and gave and gave to us. And in response, we threw out his word. We ignored it. You may eat from any tree in the garden, but not that one. But Adam and Eve listened to another word. They despised the gifts that God had given and instead desired a gift that God had not given to them. They trusted their own words instead of God's. They corrupted all of the good creation by their sin. They introduced death into the world. They introduced unbelief into the world. Mankind's sole contribution to this world has been destroying it, eliminating good gift after good gift. We see it even in ourselves, don't we? Our bodies fall apart and die. Our marriages become a terrible struggle. Our food spoils in the refrigerator, and the pews on which we sit in church make our behinds tired and uncomfortable, especially when the pastor gets going with God's word. And so our ears stop themselves from listening. God gives good gifts. And we've corrupted them with sin. 
We are sinful. You are sinful. That's why you get bored with God's good gifts. That's why you always want something more or new or better. That's why you love yourself more than God. That's why you're afraid of what tomorrow might hold. That's why there's death and war and poverty and hunger and famine and politics. Because sin has destroyed God's good gifts. It's why even at times we don't want to go to church to hear God's word preached because of sin. It's why we confess things that don't match up with God's word, sin. It's why we prefer things to match up with what we want when we want it on our terms, sin. It's why people say things like, it's my body. Marriage on my terms and when it comes to an end on my terms. It's not fair. They have more than me. These are all the fruit of sin. Dear Christian, repent. Realize how greatly your sin corrupts all of God's good gifts. Realize that you can't undo what has been done. Realize what a mess our world is. Repent of your wrongdoing, your wrong belief, and your sin. Repent and believe the gospel. You see, God never stopped giving. His good gifts keep coming, even though our world is corrupt and broken. When our sin messed up the very good world that God had given us, God gave us a very good promise, a new word, a word of hope, a promise of a Savior, the promise of Jesus, the promise that God would come down and become human flesh to deal with our mess for us. It's a good word, a good gift from God. The promise that he would destroy the power of Satan, that great deceiver. And so it is that God became man, born of the Virgin Mary, specifically so that he could keep on giving good gifts to you and to me. And this God-man Jesus gave of his time to preach his word, to heal the sick, the hungry, the blind, the deaf, and even to raise the dead. This God-man Jesus gave his disciples his word, his friendship, his compassion. 
This God-man Jesus gave himself over to be found guilty in the place of sinners. Even insurrectionists and murderers like Barabbas. This God-man Jesus gave himself to be nailed to the cross, giving forgiveness to the ears of those who even hammered the nails into his body. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Jesus gave care from his mother, even as he was dying. And Jesus prayed for you as his end grew near. And with a loud cry, Jesus gave himself into death, carrying your guilt, your sin. God gives. And all of that was done for you. He gave all of this for your forgiveness, for your life, for your salvation. And if you aren't satisfied with God's gifts yet, he rose from the dead and promised that he will give you an eternal life in his perfect, holy kingdom, a world that cannot become corrupted, a world that will be very good forever, a world where moth and mold do not destroy, where there is no scorching heat or thirst or hunger, a world where God will wipe away every tear from your eyes. And to bring you to that world, God gives his Holy Spirit attached to his word so that you might hear the word and believe. Wherever God's word is, the Holy Spirit is pointing you to Jesus. God brought you here in the faith so that he could give you from this altar his own body and blood, so that he could wash away your sins in the waters of holy baptism. God gives. He gives and gives and gives and gives and gives to you. Because he loves you. He built this whole world for you to take care of you, to provide for you. He gives his son so that you might live. He gives his word so that you might believe. Who is the God that we worship? He's the great giving God from whom flow all good gifts. Receive them. Receive his word. Receive his care. Receive his love. 
receive all that he has to offer. And in joyful response, praise him who has made you, redeemed you, and sanctified you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.